three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Real Pineapple. It's your humble host, Hunter here. Hope you guys are having a good week so far. So I've got a quick review for this film called Archive, which is um, starring uh, starring Theo James and Stacey Martin. Theo James, you know, um, from the Divergent movies, which I was never a big fan of those, and I will get into that here in in, in a bit. Um, he recently is on uh, is in uh, Castlevania, which I actually do enjoy, um, but stars him and uh, Stacey Martin. The name sounds familiar. I'm trying to. Th- um, you would know her from uh, All the Money in the World, which recently came out. Um, in uh, uh, Vo- uh, I'm going to butcher this. Voxelux. Uh, that. Uh, that. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, Natalie Portman uh, film where she's a singer. She's a big pop star. So this review is going to be very quick, guys, because this movie, it's essentially about AI. It really, it's, it feels like a if you put Ex Machina, Moon, and then AI, artificial intelligence, into a blender, but you took away all the good things from those films because I got to be honest, guys, this is an hour and 45 minutes. Um... Uh, Ex Machina is an hour and 50 minutes, and my god, would I rather watch Ex Machina, <coughs> pardon me, god, would I rather watch Ex Machina, uh, this is written and, uh, directed by Gavin, uh, Rothery, uh, Rothery, who, this is his debut, uh, writing and directing, and, uh, I gotta be honest, guys, uh, I hope that... I hope this next script is tighter because while I am not a fan of this movie, it's not devoid of good things about it. The script, uh, the uh, the score, and the cinematography itself are incredibly well done. So uh, Theo James, who plays George, he has lost his wife to a car accident, and they show the accident multiple times. It's a pretty, it's a brutal car accident when you see how it went down. And the fact that they have to use the jaws of life to go ahead and try uh, to save him and uh, his his uh, deceased wife, and I think that's where the movie in particular really stumbles because George is this guy who is so just emotionless. Uh, he's working with robots. He's working through different uh, prototypes of robots to go ahead and try to basically archive and download his wife's. Uh, subconscious back into this robot so that he can essentially go ahead and live out the rest of his days with his wife because she was taken from him and the big problem with the movie is that the movie does a very bad job of showing that he actually cared about his wife you don't ever get to see any flashbacks to them you know in a meadow or playing chess or anything like that it really is just them arguing and when it keeps flashing back, the film really doesn't build up the evidence on the fact that it really needs to go ahead and, you know, show the fact that he cared about his wife. Um, Toby Jones is in this. He's a member of this organization 
uh, who is uh, monitoring his work. He works for this uh, this organization in Japan uh, who has perfected this technology. So he's really is just using their resources to go ahead and bring his wife back. And you can tell the budget's small because there's really only one scene or, or, or a couple scenes that take place outside of his lab. Uh, there's a scene where he's told by this shadowy figure that, oh, hey, you're being watched. Um, that's really all, that's really it outside of this robot walking around outside. And credit where it's due to this film, the cinematography on this for the, the budget they have, and I'm sure the budget was not... Uh, very uh, was not a lot on this i was looking all over online for the budget i could not find the budget but i'm sure it's pretty tiny but uh, the cinematography on this is very beautiful and it felt like whoever the cinematographer was really did take their time as far as trying to to stretch this shit as much as they possibly could with making everything look beautiful and i give the movie a lot of credit for that the score as well is very calming it's it, it's but haunting at the same time it's almost like they blended uh something like phantom of the opera with uh the the horror music from the from uh, from the thing it's really well done and when it needs to be tense it does do a very good job of ramping up the tension but the thing about a movie like this because i i, I mentioned ex machina uh, i i mentioned moon I'd even throw in something like Castaway, where it really is this character. Yes, he has robots around, but he is, you know, essentially talking to himself. Uh, Theo James, all due respect, dude, he is not a strong enough actor at this point in his career to carry a movie like this, where it is focused really primarily on you and you're playing off of essentially inanimate objects. Um, the thing about George, too, he is a grade A asshole he is mean to these robots in a way that is flat out abusive he has this one robot who he takes the legs from to go ahead and make essentially the prime version of this robot that he wants to go ahead and you know download the, the download the, uh, archi the, the archive and the way he takes the legs from the robot and the robot even goes well when am I going to get new legs? And he goes, well, I'm really busy right now, but I'll get them to you at some point. It's like, wow, you are a selfish motherfucker. It, it's almost like, <laughs> stick with me here. It's almost like that book. Do you remember that book, The Giving Tree, everybody? You remember that book? It's like a really more unappreciative version of that. <laughs> That's essentially what this movie is because George just takes and takes and takes to a point where, He's not only in, not engaging, but you just really want to see these robots turn on him. I there's a point where, and I'm gonna dance around spoilers on this because really there's really nothing nothing to really spoil except for a very I think predictable twist that if you've seen a horror movie or a sci-fi film, you can think of the lazy twist just off of the synopsis I gave you. But he's really just. He's so unlikable, it's hard to watch him on screen. And it's not, like, hard, like, oh, wow, I, I want to see you get your comeuppance. It's just hard in the sense of you're so bored. You're kind of like, wow, why is this movie still going on? If this movie had been maybe 85, maybe 90 minutes, I think it actually would have helped the flow because the first hour is very slow. The first two-thirds of this 
are very slow. They're very prodding. You are going to feel like, oh my god, is this leading anything? It does kind of lead to something, but really for me, when it ended, I, I remember just, and I again, I just finished this not more than an hour ago, and if I didn't have notes here, I would have forgotten like half of it. And I think that says a lot about about the movie. It, it's it's really unfortunate. There is a scene. There's a couple scenes I did like. There's a scene where uh, he's starting to build, you know, essentially the final, the prime version of the robot, and the station kind of freaks out, and the robot freaks out. So all the lights go red, and the robot starts freaking out and crawling towards him. It's it's very much a Iron Man three moment where the armor. Uh, comes to Tony in the middle of the night. It's a very freaky moment. I even kind of went, oh, fuck that. I would have put this robot in a fucking box and buried that box like 12 feet under. I actually really like that scene. And for the amount of tension that I got from that, I was like, oh, okay, movie, like credit on that. The, the movie isn't devoid of good stuff. It's just the good things about this movie are so few and far between that for over... For almost a two-hour runtime, which is what this movie is, it really cannot be justified. And I, at the end of the day, I think that's the thing that's going to go ahead and uh, and throw some people off. I will give you guys this much as far as a spoiler, uh, because as someone who's a big fan of the movie Splice, I was very concerned we we're going to go down the Splice road where he was going to go ahead and, like, fuck this robot. And thankfully, he doesn't do that, which I was like, oh, please don't fuck the robot. Please don't fuck the robot. Because there's even a point where the robot says something like, oh, I can't open my throat or my throat's dry. And I was like, oh, I swear to God, if he gets, if he gets this robot to blow him right now, I'm going to be very upset. And luckily, that doesn't happen. So, half a point there. But at the end of the day, though, guys, it, it's... It's just really frustrating because I think this movie is a rewrite away from at least being a good floor for a sci-fi movie. Not something you rush out and see. Um, I mean, <laughs> no theaters, can't do that now. But <laughs> but as far as something you'd be like, okay, like I'll, I'll put this on. But it's just, it, it couldn't even be that. And the good stuff that's in here, it's, it's drowned out because of so much negative that's here. Which is really a bummer. Um... I know I'm talking like I hated this, and I, I'll be honest, there were par parts I did, but like an F seems too harsh because of the cinematography and the score, so uh, I'm going to give this a D minus. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds fair. I'll give this a D minus because, yeah, this is something I really wouldn't recommend that you guys watch. Uh, I, I damn sure wouldn't recommend you pay for it. If it's on Netflix or Hulu or something... And you're just that curious, I mean, sure, I guess, but I think there are way better ways to, to use your time. Watch Ex Machina if you haven't watched that. That's a great movie. Watch uh, watch Moon, watch Castaway, watch District 9, watch Attack the Block. There you go. Watch, watch all of those before you watch this. But yeah, this was kind of a bummer and uh, really kind of a chore to sit through. Just to put in perspective, I started this movie at 9 a.m. Pacific time, I finish it around 4 o'clock Pacific time. I, I I mean, granted, I took Mr. Katzen outside and, and, you know, played some video games in between, but I just, the, the film really did not grab me the way that sci-fi more often than not does. So, yeah, D-minus for me. But, guys, 
Archive, have you seen it? Let me know what you thought in the comments below. You can follow, uh, find us on Facebook. Go ahead and hit that like button. At uh, The Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at NearmanTheFirst. And you can follow Colin on Twitter at The Real, that's R-E-E-L-O-N-E-A-L. And you can go ahead, like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify and iHeartRadio at The Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will have um, we'll have reviews up this week for uh, The Twilight Zone Season 2, which I'm excited to review. Um, we will have a review up as well for the, that new Charlie Starin movie, which comes out on Netflix, The Old Guard. We'll have a review up for that as well. That comes up uh, this weekend. I'm excited to to, uh, to watch that. But, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Wear a mask, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.